0: Hello, Word Nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. We are on page 45. Let's get to the words. First is anamorphic, A-N-A-M-O-R-P-H-I-C. This is an adjective from circa 1925. Producing, relating to, or marked by intentional distortion as by unequal magnification along perpendicular axes of an image. As in an anamorphic lens I actually just watched a video that talked about anamorphic lenses uh, and what they do and how they got started and how to use them and such basically the short story is that it's a special kind of lens it has a very specific glass inside of it that squeezes the image so everything looks very weird uh, and vertical and then when you want to u- watch it Uh, Everything is stretched back out so you get a very very wide image That is all the detail. I will go into so it's basically a way to see uh, photos or or films uh, In a very wide on a very wide screen again very very basic description The etymology says uh, this is from new latin anamorphosis, which means distorted optical image next we have anandamide A-N-A-N-D-A-M-I-D-E, this is a noun from 1992, a derivative of arachidonic acid that occurs naturally in the brain and in some foods as chocolate, and that binds to the same brain receptors as the cannabinoids as THC, and sometimes cannabinoids is pronounced cannabinoids. Uh, I'm not sure which is proper, maybe both are proper. The etymology says this is from uh, the Sanskrit ananda, which means joy or bliss. Uh, And then they've added amide, A-M-I-D-E, to the end. I don't know what uh, arachidonic means or arachidonic acid. Uh, I guess we'll get to that in a little while. Uh, So I'm curious what that is. But there's been a lot of talk in recent years about uh, cannabinoids, uh, THC, CBD, all that sort of thing. Uh, so, this is definitely something that's in uh, the, the culture, in American culture these days, something that we're talking about. So, uh, I'm, maybe I'll hear more about anandamides. Next, we have ananias, capital A-N-A-N-I-A-S. This is a noun from the 14th century. It's a very old word. One, an early Christian struck dead for lying. Two, we have the synonym liar. So, if I were familiar with uh, the old Christian Jewish faith, uh, I probably would have heard this word, Ananias, but uh, I'm not, so I haven't heard it. But um, I guess if you want to call somebody a liar, you can call them an Ananias. Next, we have Anapest, A N A P E S T. This is a noun from circa 1678. A metrical foot consisting of two short syllables followed by one long syllable or of two unstressed syllables followed by one stressed syllable as unaware so to be a little bit more specific in the example they gave us unaware is two short syllables un and a followed by a long syllable where so it's just sort of lengthened out and it's a i guess a long syllable the etymology says this is from the Greek anapistos which literally means struck back and that is from pistos which is the verbal of pain which means to strike Uh, and I missed "anapestic," that is an adjective or a noun next we have anaphase a-n-a-p-h-a-s-e this is a noun from 1887 the stage of mitosis and meiosis in which the chromosomes move toward the poles of the spindle. Anaphasic is an adjective. Next we have anaphor, A-N-A-P-H-O-R. This is a noun from 1975. A word or phrase with an anaphoric function. Next is anaphora, A-N-A-P-H-O-R-A. This is a noun from circa 1589. One repetition of a word or expression at the beginning of successive phrases clauses sentences or verses especially for rhetorical or poetic effect as in lincoln's quote we cannot dedicate we cannot consecrate we cannot hollow this ground end quote Uh, that is an example of anaphora and it says compare to the word epistrophe e p i s t r o p h e it's like apostrophe but the beginning is a little bit different 2 use of a grammatical substitute as a pronoun or a proverb or proverb because there's a hyphen in between pro and verb to refer to the denotation of a preceding word or group of words also the relation between a grammatical substitute and its antecedent And I'm assuming antecedent uh, in this case means opposite. Pretty sure that's right. The etymology says, uh, looks like this is from Greek. It means act of carrying back or reference. This is from anaphorine, which means to carry back. Uh, And that's from farine, which means to carry. And there's more at the word bear, b-e-a-r. Next, we have anaphoric, a-n-a-p-h-o-r-i-c. This is an adjective from 1904 of or relating to anaphora, as in an anaphoric usage, especially being a word or phrase that takes its reference from another word or phrase and especially from a preceding word or phrase, compared to cataphoric. Anaphorically is an adverb. Next we have anaphrodisiac, a-n-a-p-h-r-o-d-i-s-i-a-c. This is an adjective from 1823, inhibiting or discouraging sexual desire. An aphrodisiac is also a noun. Uh, So I have heard the word aphrodisiac. So it's this word without the a-n, and that is the opposite of the definition I just read. Next we have anaphylactic, a-n-a-p-h-y-l-a-c-t-i-c. This is an adjective from 1907 of relating to, affected by, or causing anaphylaxis or anaphylactic shock. Anaphylactically is an adverb and anaphylactoid is an adjective. And if you didn't know what anaphylactic shock is, well, you are in luck because that is our next word or two words. It's a noun from 1910. An often severe and sometimes fatal systemic reaction in a susceptible individual upon exposure to a specific antigen as wasp, venin or penicillin after previous sensitization that is characterized especially by respiratory symptoms, fainting, itching and hives. If I'm remembering correctly, especially with this definition, uh, if somebody is allergic to, uh, say, bees, uh, if they get stung, they might go into anaphylactic shock. They're basically, their body freaks out and shuts down, and um, it could possibly lead to them dying. So they want to go to the hospital right away. Hopefully, they have an EpiPen, which they can inject themselves with, that hopefully will, will make it all go away and make them better, but they should probably still go to the hospital. Uh, my grandma is very, very allergic to many nuts and seeds, and so over the years, we've had to be very careful with what, uh, what are in ingredients and things like that. Sesame seeds, I think, are the worst um, and I didn't realize this at the time, but there was at least one occasion where they were over at our house and she started to have a reaction. She had her EpiPen. She stabbed herself with it. And I think everything was okay, but then they left right away. And uh, that was it. And she was fine. Next, we have anaphylaxis. I think this was also mentioned in, uh, in the definition for anaphylactic. Uh, this is a noun from 1907. One, hypersensitivity as to foreign proteins or drugs resulting from sensitization following prior contact with the causative agent. Uh, so that's a lot of big words so they can get the best definition possible, but uh, you know, it's very similar to, uh, to what I said before about something uh, maybe that you're allergic to, something getting into your body and making it freak out. Terrible definition, theirs is better, but I sort of uh, brought it down to my level. And then number two, we just have the synonym anaphylactic shock. Next, we have anaplasia, A-N-A-P-L-A-S-I-A. This is a noun from circa 1909. Reversion to cells to a more primitive or undifferentiated form. And anaplastic is an adjective. Next and last word for this episode is anaplasmosis a-n-a-p-l-a-s-m-o-s-i-s this is a noun from 1920 a tick-borne disease of cattle and sheep caused by a bacterium and characterized especially by anemia and by jaundice and the scientific name for the bacterium is anaplasma uh, marginale or marginali. not sure of that Uh, The etymology says this is New Latin from anaplasma, which is the genus name that I just said. Now is the time that I pick a word of the episode. What to pick? What to pick? Um, I may just go with our last one, anaplasmosis, just because it's a very fun word to say. Anaplasmosis. Uh, But I also very much like anamorphic because it is related to uh, filmmaking and photography. Uh, And so I like that as well. But I'm going to stick with anaplasmosis. That's the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. I'm glad you got all the way through it. Go ahead and do the things and contact me and say hi. That's it. Goodbye.